and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our first one for uh, this week. We are live in the 1.30 Eastern hour, the day before the last day of election season. I am never going to stop, never going to stop being annoyed by this complete abandonment of, of reason by acting as if Tuesday, the 8th, is election day and nothing has happened leading up to that and i'll give you a great for instance i'll give you a great for it's just how stupid this is and you know why well, I, uh, I subscribe to uh, our local paper it's like a lot of newspapers around the country it's dying its revenues are down it's been bought out a couple times by these hedge fund rich guy one of them was part of the warren buffett group years yeah. ago and even warren buffett said this this shit ain't working it's You've decided to ignore the DNR uh, order and just keep on pumping right. air into the chest of this. So thing. now there's another, and it's just it's it's a joke. It's it's really a joke. So yeah. on on Sunday before the election, on Sunday before the election, they finally get around to let's ask the local candidates questions. Let's ask the local candidates for House of Representative questions and of course it's pathetic and and it doesn't mean but i'm thinking wait a minute voting started three weeks ago why would you run it two days before the election as if no one who was voting earlier wanted that kind of information if they were a newspaper why and, and you know why, Britt, it's the answer to a lot of questions, because they've always done it that always way. done it that way. Yeah. They they did it that way it's, when uh, there there was no early voting and election day was the only day you could. And we can't change. We can't stop that. We, 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 we can't adjust. So we just say, well, it's a Sunday before our election day. Well, let's have an election guide in our paper for our voters. It's the same reason you and the missus are going to be heading to the polls tomorrow, because God said you should vote on election day. No, that has nothing to do with that. That, has, no, no, that. that is irrelevant and a cheap shot, you Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders loser. There's the high hard. There's don't, the don't cut, don't cut and get personal. Thanks don't for thanks for showing us the high road with your sports team slam. There we go. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm a little and I'm a little bit traumatized this day because. Um, I was relaxing this morning because it's very nice. It's, it's in the mid seventies. The sun is out. It's humid. It, it, I mean, it feels like May or or early. It really, it really does. It's kind no of no humidity. It's just fantastic. Kind of weird. And, 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 and let's do our funny global warming jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> it always works. If this is global warming, I want more of it. Step up. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm looking at my my phone with with my. Uh, of my TV channels uh, pumping through there and I stop on C-SPAN for just a moment because I'm just, I'm just killing time. And I hit it right at the beginning of a 15 minute segment. This is a rally that was held Sunday in Florida for, I believe Marco Rubio, okay. or maybe it was uh, DeSantis. I, it doesn't matter which one, but the, the star walking out to, 
do the endorsing and the opening speech is the other senator from Florida, Rick Scott. And he, he's dressed kind of schlubby. And he comes waltzing out to this. I'm sure you recognize that, don't you? Now, what possible connection to this song by the Black Eyed Peas, let me stop it here, would Rick Scott have to that song? The answer is, because he said, when I won my race in 2010, that was the song we played to celebrate. Yeah. What was about to happen? My ascension. And if it just was that, okay. He lip synced it for 40 seconds. Really? 40 yes. seconds. L looking at Rick Scott lip syncing the black eyed peas, I truly, I truly wanted to go into the garage and get an axe and cut my own head off. I don't blame you. I really was, don't. <laughs> no, that, that's, it's got to be the end. That, it, but, it can't. But to be fair, that's Rick Scott's version of some of my best friends are black. That's like as much exposure as he has to black people. So he feels like that's how he gets to know minorities is to lip sync the Black Eyed Peas song. Well, I hadn't thought it. So that, that's what you call outreach. Is that <laughs> that's that right. Is? That's like, that's I can't be a racist. I just lip sync a Black yeah. Eyed Peas song from 15 years ago. How can yeah. you call me a racist? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, can we talk here about the uh, information fallacy, that's the graphic at the bottom of the uh, screen under my picture for folks that are watching. I just made that up right now um, because, and this has been forever, but I think today it's more important to understand that voting is, of course, an emotional thing. It's personal. But more than ever, it is based on, for so many people, fallacies, false information, manipulation. I mean, my goodness, in the last 24 hours, Vladimir Putin himself has said, and he's happy to say, guilty as charged, I've interfered in elections before, I'm interfering in elections right now, and I'm going to do it forever. Go ahead and stop me. Sound familiar like uh, some other autocrat who does things that are horrible and brags about them and dares you to stop him can you think of anybody yes like elon that? musk i think yeah. that's who you're referring to well him too oh sorry but I was thinking, we'll get to him in a second here um but let's start from the west and move east if we can we start out in arizona with and I'm not going to play the, uh, I'm going to argue against every poll and every poll is going to be wrong and nobody, okay. I did that last week. All right. And maybe they really do a lousy job, but the, the trend seems to be that Carrie Lake will be the next governor, governor of Arizona. And she's running against the current, um, uh, I guess she's the attorney general, is the attorney general secretary of state. I'm not really uh, sure. Katie Hobbs. She's yeah. one of those two very important positions. Um, and uh, Katie Hobbs has run kind of a stealth campaign, a 
you know, I don't know. It doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. And, and, and Carrie Lake has just been out there and has uh, captivated. First of all, a lot of people want to vote for her and a lot of men want to fuck her. That's correct. Okay? That's it. All right, so that's always a, that's always a helpful thing. Um, but the, the, that being said, um, and uh, this was known weeks, months ago when she, she first declared that she was going to run for office. And there's a supportive piece about this kind of information in yesterday's New York Times. In Arizona, Carrie Lake worked in local TV news. Now she calls reporters monsters. And before you get to any of the details in there, you should know that uh, because she did put in 20 years plus, I think, at the Fox affiliate, it's uh, Fox 10 in, in, in Phoenix, being very, very famous, obviously had good ratings. They don't keep you around for 20 years uh, if you if you suck. Well, wait a minute. That's not necessarily true. No, that's TV. Not. That's not true. Yeah. For the most part, you don't last 20 years. If you're if you don't have television skills, you don't communicate well and, and people don't give you high Q scores, which she clearly got. But the channel that she used to work at, the Fox affiliate, of course, has to cover this race in Arizona. And it's been pointed out not just by me but by uh, every human being that has access to this kind of material that they cover the race in arizona between uh, carrie lake and and katie hobbs and they don't ever mention that carrie lake by the way used to work here at this station this is the most fox thing ever this is this is so far pretending that she is just this this great conservative republican candidate yeah and that she doesn't have any history before that. And that's clearly a decision that they made. And everyone that is now talking, who was uh, one of her colleagues, says she detested guns. She practiced Buddhism. <laughs> she was, how should we say it, a, a free spirit. She was always saying that... Uh, Abortion should be legal. No, she did not say that. And um, this is one of her, her, her good friends. The Carrie I knew would never have said that. And she wouldn't have believed it either. But she saw the light. But she, she saw the light. She, when saw she, the light. she thought it would work as a, as a political stance. So that's what I call the, the information fallacy. So it's people that will vote for her based on an image and, and obviously running for office is building and we know that but there there's a limit to it there has to be some kind of limit to it where what you're saying in public when it completely contradicts who and what you have been and really still are because people do not change their views on a dime except when it comes to political expediency we know that and the sad part of this is that if you would tell everyone who doesn't realize maybe some of these basic facts, the truth, what would they say now? They would say, well, I don't care. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Care. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. I, exactly. I could watch, I could watch her take my baby out of its carriage and murder it in front of me. And I'd still vote for her. Cause I yep. love Carrie Lake. Yep. And without any sense of um, shame or self-awareness of her own hypocrisy, although she's probably got that but is a great actress, 
she is attacking the press, the media, yeah, more vividly than even Trump. She's better at it than Trump was. She isn't, calls the media monsters. Isn't it odd that like the the Republicans really are the ones who always bitch and hate the media, and the media is terrible. Almost every time they get a chance to vote for somebody who was in the media, they vote for them. Almost every single in every single instance you can ever name. When they get a chance to vote for some asshole that was on TV or radio or whatever, they try to vote for that person. Well, because Brit, they're different. <laughs> these, these are the. I mean, here, here's her zinger. You ready? Let's defund the press. Yeah. All right. Now, I know we we, we shouldn't drill down on on something so basically stupid, but because it's playing off of the defund the police fallacy right right saying the same thing because the media is so hated and the press of course is also funded by taxpayers just like the no the press is not funded by who about pbs PBS? because donald trump jr said we got to defund pbs brit i believe that even the public uh uh, broadcasting system gets a tiny it's, percentage of it. There's a reason it's that they're always begging people for money. It may be in the single I, digits as far as percentages of the money they actually receive from taxpayers. You're, you're right. It's a tiny, tiny little bit. But assholes, see, by the way, that's the other, the Donald Trump Jr. Uh, portion of this is they did find uh, some an envelope with some powder in it at Kerry Lake's headquarters. Yeah. So that may have been. I'll that's go wrong. ahead and say that. that, that may well, be. obviously, that something you shouldn't do that. No. On, on or, or allow me to be the asshole right wing person. Sounds like a false flag to me. Tee hee, tee hee. Fucking assholes. What'd you get that uh, envelope open with? A hammer. Tee hee. Bunch of fuckwads. That's the difference, is you don't hear people running around going, well, I think it was, uh, they, they totally planted it themselves, and blah, 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 blah. If it was the other shoe was on the other foot, that's exactly what they'd be saying. I, I can't argue with that. What, you, you don't even want me to argue with that, because it's too, of, it's too true. It's, Although it's I think it would be we... pretty hilarious if they went through an investigation and it turned out it was some dickhead who did it to their own shit, but I'm not saying that's what happened. All right, so uh, let's let's move Let's move east here uh, to our time zone and up to Pennsylvania. And, you know, they have two big races. Um, One is, of course, uh, Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. And uh, that one apparently is uh, what did Dan Rather used to say when races were tighter than a tick's? (laughs) <laughs> that's that race is tighter than a tick as they race through the heartland oh no no you know what it's tighter than the lug nuts on a 57 chevy <laughs> that's tighter than mama's panties from christmas day yeah yeah uh so that's a that's a pick'em, and uh unfortunately if you go by the momentum game you know oz closed the gap in 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 recent days allegedly apparently but I'm really, really suspicious of just the the whole aura, the whole milieu, the whole all the polls are saying blah 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 blah, and real clear politics to me is basically completely discredited because of who owns them now. 
they're basically a, a right wing harangue masquerading as 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 fairness. Um, but you've got that race and then you have the governor's race there, which is the attorney general, Josh Shapiro, a good candidate. Mm-hmm. And by the way, completely, completely immune from the soft on crime thing, because he's been, you know, a, an attorney general who, who played it correctly, who, you know, so you can't go after him on that. Uh, and he's running against this crank, Doug Mastriano. People have seen him. He's got no support from the National Republican Party. That's how bad he is. Think how bad you have to be right now. It's weird because he, he checks all the boxes. Right. He's right. crazy, denies the election. He hates minorities. He hates women. I mean, he checks every single box. Right. So that that's how bad he is. But he, I think he's still, I think it's a, it's been like about a, an eight or 10 point lead most of the way through. Yeah. So it looks fairly comfortable comfortable for 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 Joe. Mastriano was was in Washington at the Capitol on January 6th. I mean, you're right. He does have all the He does. The so I don't know why the you know, the Republicans are like, "Ooh, keep that away from us." Meanwhile, yeah. like all these other assholes, "Oh, give me some more Herschel. Give me some more JD Vance. Give me some more Carrie Lake." They're right. they're right. Full, yeah. all in on that shit. Right. So so here's the uh, here's the point. I agree with Doug Mastriano on one point. And this is a point that he made on Sunday, and I was looking at that that running log that the New York Times writers do when something like this is going on. Somebody posts something every couple minutes, reporters from around the country, all kinds of things. And uh, yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, Katie Gluck of the Times wrote this. Whether intentionally or not, Doug Mastriano appears to be undercutting Dr. Oz the nominee for Senate in Pennsylvania, when he says that there's, quote, nothing a senator can do to combat crime, arguing that only he, as governor, can deliver. Naturally, he's completely correct in that assessment. Dr. Oz has nothing to do with crime. Dr. Oz, like every Republican that you've seen in every debate, as one of their main attack points, against whoever the Democrat might be. And it certainly happened here, but it happened there. If you saw their debate a couple weeks ago, Fetterman and Oz, Oz was talking about how soft on crime John Fetterman is. Soft on crime. But they're running for U.S. Senate. And Mastriano, who, you know, inadvertently or advertently undercuts Oz's argument there. Although I'm sure Brit, no one heard this. No one paid attention to it. And it doesn't mean anything, but he's right. He's completely right. No Senator has anything to do with, with a uh, local crime, your neighborhood being safe. Okay. They vote on gun control legislation, right? What else would they be doing? The answer is nothing. They're not your county sheriff. They're no. they're not the governor. They're not the mayor of your city. It's making it's a stretch, but I mean, you can police you, in the federal government. You can like have part of bills be grants toward local police departments, but that's stupid. I mean, also your congressman has something to do with that. Also, the president has something to do with that. That's not just the purview of a United States senator. So it's it the whole thing is it's stupid. It's really, right. really dumb. But I, I just I just found that as an aside remark that he made, um, true, it, it is correct. That doesn't mean that Mastriano should get your vote to be the governor of Pennsylvania. Uh, 
nor should it be the only reason that you vote against Oz, who's lying about the fact that Fetterman is soft on crime and that would hurt America and make your life less safe and your kids less safe when they go to school if he became a U.S. senator. The, the, the 5,000 degrees of separation between items like that are, are unimaginable. But again, it's the information fallacy. We just talk about these things as if they, they have some merit to them. Britt, we saw it on display where we are here in North Carolina. Um, Ted Budd attacked the Democratic nominee for Senate, Sherry Beasley, who was a, a, a justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, the chief justice, and was a, an appellate court judge for, for many, many years before that. And there was no record of her being, quote unquote, soft on. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're you're even kind of a little soft. Uh, Sherry Beasley is pro-rape and pro-child molester, according to the Ted Budd campaign. Britt, Britt, I think that just goes without saying. <laughs> she said, this is the this is something that they've tried to tar. Even the, you've seen the the ads for like uh, Sam uh, Sam Irvin the Fourth and all this stuff. He's finally having a campaign for the Supreme Court and all that stuff. That this is what they do is they had some sort of. There was a thing that they used to use to track offenders, sex offenders, and apparently this ran afoul of, I don't know, the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution. So they had to rule against that. So this means they want to drive child rapists to your house and watch them rape your kids. That's essentially the ads that I'm seeing anyway. Right. So if I have any frustration here going into uh, November 8th, which is the uh, you know, she shouldn't call it election day. It should be called last day you can vote day. <laughs> Get, I know I'm, I'm obsessed with this, but but that's what it should be called. Yeah. It, right. Well, and I, I think the, the point that you made either last week or the week before about people who were going to split their vote in Pennsylvania, you know, and vote for Shapiro, but then somehow vote for Oz. Hmm. How, how does that, how the fuck do you, like mentally, how do you get there? They, and you may have seen the piece, I think it was in the New York Times about Bucks County. That's Doylestown outside of Philly. And right. about how they just kind of swing back and forth. And, and Doylestown is a, I don't know if it's like the best kind of little case study for the United States of America, but it's a pretty good one. Um, and I don't, I just don't understand if you're in that county and you go, well, I like, I like Shapiro. He makes a lot of sense to me. But, you know, on the other side, I think this Dr. Oz has some good ideas. I, well, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think everybody that would split the ticket might think that way. They might just think that Mastriano is just an unacceptable piece of shit. Okay. And Dr. Oz is like a junior varsity and, and Doc, level Dr. piece Oz, of shit. Not quite as, as smelly yeah. as, you know, as, uh, as, as, um, Mastriano is so I mean th there could be some of that there's also boy and I hate this one um, we're in Pennsylvania now Britt I'm going to vote of course for Josh Shapiro because you know he's a he's a reasonable guy and you know he did, did a pretty good job as attorney general and Mastriano that that's just a bridge too far um, but I like the idea of divided government Ah. So I want the Senate in control of the Republicans to, as a check on Joe Biden. 
I, I, I definitely want that. So I'm going to vote for Dr. Oz. And well, the now, now you've, not, uh, the fact that he's not from Pennsylvania. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, the fact that, that he's that, nuts. That he has just no ideas. If it was a Democrat running, not from Pennsylvania, it would be the end of the world. Of, of course, course it would be. Know that. Of course but, it would be. But this is now you said the magic words divided government. And that is what our good friend Elon is encouraging independents to do. When they go, they sent out a, a, a quote saying, or he sent out a tweet saying, I urge independents to vote Republican in the upcoming Brit, election because we need divided government. Britt, I think, and you want to talk about, that isn't an October surprise. That's a November, a surprise, November surprise for the Democrats. I love it. I That's the great. Who has the worst reputation in this country right now of anybody for being a prick, a rich guy who loves to fire people, and whose business prowess, as great as it's purported to be, may be more illusionary than was originally thought because he made the worst business deal in the history of business deals. It's Elon Musk. So am I, as an independent, going to listen to what Elon Musk says the day before the election? I don't think so. If I'm a, I, The Democrats should be just thanking their lucky stars because just imagine if musk would have come out and said um well january 6th was an unacceptable thing it was an attempt to overthrow the government of the united states a country to which i emigrated to and became a citizen of in 1984 whenever it was and i love this country and i think we should vote for democrats to save democracy imagine if he did that Mm-hmm. Right. It'd be the end of the world, right? Right. It would be the end of the world. Um, but this is fantastic for Democrats. This is this is the best negative endorsement right now that you could imagine. He is more disliked, I think, than Trump is right now. And Trump has lousy approval. He's way below Biden, way below Trump even. Um, that's my initial take on this. I haven't heard anybody respond to to this uh endorsement yet but that's that's my gut on this what do you think does this count as like an in-kind campaign contribution to every republican who's running for office doesn't it seem like that no, it, it should be accounted as as an in-kind contribution to every democrat that's running for <laughs> oh office. shit we're in trouble we're gonna get audited now it's yeah. gonna be a huge problem <laughs> right, right. That, right that that'll but but just think right now just just here we are we're, we're you know 24 hours more than 24 hours away before they even start counting votes. I think the first state to close their polls is Virginia at 7 p.m. on on Tuesday night. Um, but you can already pre-write your scripts. Oh, because right now, if I'm doing exit polling, I would now include to independent voters in particular, was Elon Musk's urging you to vote Republican, any kind of an influence one way or the other, because we know this isn't a debate that negative campaigning works, that people are voting to own the libs. If you're the uh, the, the Trumpers, uh, I'm sure they've got their memes all ready to go of, of famous liberals crying the day after they're all ready to go with that. And if some races are closer than we can imagine, and they go Democratic. Elon Musk 
Elon Musk and Trump together might get, you know, like today, I believe, last day before, you know, Trump is back in Pennsylvania, right? And he's, or no, he's going to Ohio. He's is going he? to Ohio with J.D. Vance. You know, hey, J.D., kiss my ass, Vance, right? <laughs> for, for one more one more try. One more last emasculation before, <laughs> before election more day for J.D. Vance as he looks more and more like a pinhead. It, it, exactly. And uh, when when he loses, and I hope he does, and I think he very well will lose to Tim Ryan, who's run a fantastic campaign, national Democratic uh, uh, support, notwithstanding, because there wasn't much to stand with. Um, but he's overcome that. And uh, he got a zillion small contributions, and, and he's always been in the game. Uh, and when he wins, the recriminations on that one are going to be just spectacular. They're going to be fantastic because the recriminations can be in uh, direct proportion to how close you were to having a Trump appearance to the election day itself, November 8th. So if J.D. Vance is the last guy to stand there with Trump and J.D. Vance loses, then Trump's influence gets worse the closer it is for for people to be uh, voting on Election Day, because every stereotype is that it's going to be Republicans who vote more on Election Day and the Democratic uh, pre-vote and absentee vote and vote by mail thing. While it may be uh, pretty big this time, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But, but you know, a third to um, a half of all voters are not at one party or the other. So Elon Musk just, just mouthing off to this is just, uh, I, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. That's perfect. And he's learning that this platform that he's bought that he didn't know what he was going to do with is really kind of unwieldy. It's really got many tentacles, and he's not able to tame it the way he wants to. It's very, very, very odd, very strange. Well, he's getting mocked roundly for this tweet, by the way. Well, the, be- the best part is what he fired half of the people on Friday. Yeah. Right? And then over the weekend, they, they figured out pretty quickly, oh, shit. <laughs> we shouldn't have fired all those people. We kind of so need after, them. After ruining their lives... It's very, it's very similar to the radio industry that we've dealt with. They go in, they do a bloodbath, and they realize, oh, we kind of needed those people to run the stations. So weird. Yeah, I've never so- seen that happen in radio. Nobody ever gets brought back. <laughs> they don't Not get like brought that. back because they never admit it, but they fire people like, oh, fuck, we, we kind of needed some of those people. But, wait, wait, but, but uh, uh, closing down your email and shutting down your Slack is the new cardboard box. Okay. <laughs> That's the new cardboard box. That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Now um, he's, he's in huge, massive, unbelievable, crazy trouble. And I mean, he is going to eventually, uh, I think you've said it. He's going to sell this thing for, you know, pennies on the dollar at some point. I mean, he may hold on to it out of spite well, see, or pride or whatever, but you got to be careful because imagine who he might sell it to. You never know. I don't know. You I'm, never know. I'm, I don't. I. If, I may rue the day that but, I say this, but it's difficult to imagine somebody worse than him. But yeah, that may they may actually exist. No, that, I mean, Peter, like Peter Thiel, might be the guy. That, the worst guy. You, you can no, think of like Peter Thiel might be the guy that's worse than him that might have the money to buy it for twenty right. billion or ten billion or something. 
But oh, get another call. Trying to is that Ted Budd trying to get you to vote for him? I got, yeah, uh, probably <laughs> some uh, uh, opportunistic uh, person trying to help me with my uh, Medicare Advantage. Oh, wait a minute. Let me answer this call real quick. Sherry Beasley wants to rape your hamster. Vote Ted Budd on Tuesday, November the 8th. Unless you're black, your voting day is t- Wednesday, November the 9th. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, if, if Musk overpays, which he does, $44 billion for Twitter, and let's say it was really only worth, I think the, the, the people, maybe it was worth half of that. 20? Maybe worth 20, all right? So now it's like a used car. It's like a new car. You buy a new car, no matter what you pay for it, when you drive it out, it's suddenly worth less. So, so the $44 billion that he paid has now been cut in terms of actual value to that, that 20, right? And that's before he started wrecking it. He's starting to wreck it now. Yeah, yeah. The brand right? may have suffered over the past week or so. Right. Because (laughs) this is, Britt, this is where the radio analogy stands perfectly. Because every time we've ever been in some kind of situation, we haven't been in that, I haven't been in that one. But where somebody comes in, a new genius, and fires all the people on the air, they change the call letters or or whatever. It, it, It suddenly hits someone, this is what you were getting to, maybe everybody that we fired didn't suck that bad. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. some of them yeah. knew something. And, and, and yeah. clearly in tech, the, the premise of Musk firing half the people is not just to save money. That's a big part of it because he says they were losing $4 million a day um, paying people, right? Uh, but that there's this pool of, of tech folks out there who have not been working at Twitter for the last, what's Twitter been around, about 15 years? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So it's taken them 15 years to, to build up this workforce. I'm sure many of them have been there for a long time, right? So they they know, you know, where everything is and what corner, and you may not agree with them. You may think they're too liberal, that they're too nice, what, what whatever. But to think that there is this new group of people you could bring in there, which he doesn't really intend to do anyway because he wanted to cut the size of the workforce imagine the morale of the people who are left because there's never just one wave of cost cutting there's your radio analogy brit we've been watching what for 25 years 25 years around this time of year every year you get close to thanksgiving what happens clear channels cutting well, right. it's iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. What, whatever. Everybody fires them up. What, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back nine iterations of Clear Channel. Sure. Chancellor Media. Top that one. Go ahead. Come on. Bring it. Bring it. RKO. Mutual. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they, they missed their numbers and then the holidays are coming out and it's time to it's time for you people to die. But again, I, I with radio, I, at some point you reach the point where there's not, I don't know how, I don't know how they keep finding people to fire. It's almost like they have to hire people to fire at this point. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I, I knew of a secondhand situation, and this happened many years ago in the Cleveland market, where the station that was running the Cleveland Indians games back when they were the Indians, they fired the person who was like the main board operator, the main technician for the network, and nobody else knew how to do the job. 
And it was right before the season. They were like, oh, fuck. Well, that's a problem. That's kind of a moneymaker for us. Did they call him back? I don't think they called him back. I think they had to tr- quickly try to, you know, do shit and put it on somebody else and get five people to figure it out and, you know, pay them like a way, way less. So well, you're, you're right. Britt, the only thing worse than firing the person with the innate knowledge, the heritage knowledge of a job, the only thing worse than firing them and then not being able to replace them with anybody even remotely close to the skill level is admitting that you made a mistake. <laughs> Never admit that. That's very important. That That's a management 101. Never admit that you're, you're wrong. All right, here we go. Uh, Kyrie Irving can't buy back his reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, WTF with Steve Bannon still roaming the streets. Uh, U.S. Senate candidate X should be deported, says former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Those are my three. Those are my three. Give me, um, let's talk about our friend Kyrie, because this has become a really, 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 really big problem for the National Basketball Association, where their commissioner has finally had to sit down with Kyrie and explain to him why what he did was extremely wrong and why he wouldn't be playing basketball in the foreseeable future. The Nets have a list now of demands that they have that that Kyrie, I almost said Kanye. Isn't that weird? Because they both hate Jews. Uh, they both they have a list of conditions that Kyrie must uh, meet, including donations to various, like the Anti-Defamation League, sitting down and taking sensitivity training before he will be considered okay to play again for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh well, you're 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 a little behind <laughs> because the Anti-Defamation League, to its ever-loving credit, said we don't want your five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's great, Jonathan Greenblatt. You may see him on TV a lot. He's the guy with the shaved head. <laughs> he's the Anti-Defamation League guy, and uh, he's he's about as smooth as you get cannot ruffle him and when you're running the uh, anti-defamation league you got to have those those kind of qualities like carrie lake Uh, we took kyrie irving at his word when he said he took responsibility but today he did not make good on his promise because he put out that bullshit thing what was that on uh, instagram Mm -hmm. some statement that he didn't write we're glad that NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is going to meet with him and demand an unqualified apology. But, Britt, if this doesn't fit the marriage analogy apology conundrum, no, yeah. nothing does. If I have to beat it out of you, weeks, <laughs> aren't we weeks into this now? Mm-hmm. Anyway, if, if we have to negotiate you apologizing and saying you were wrong, I'm just thinking you don't really believe that. Did you're you see the really did you see the press conference where he had a fight with the reporter about the idea that he was promoting it by tweeting about it? And he said, No, I'm not I'm not promoting it. Right. Stop digging. Stop right. fucking digging, you dumbass. And yes, we can have a discussion about why this material was readily available to anybody on Amazon. That's fine. I'm open to that discussion. But motherfucker, when you put that shit out on your, you are promoting it. You are signal boosting it. You are making people who were not aware of it, millions more aware of it, dumb shit. And if you, the smartest man ever, Mr. Contrarian, Mr. Everybody is stupid. The earth really is flat. If you can't figure out that out, you're dumb as fuck. I'm sorry. 
Kyrie Irving appeared to hit back at reporters when asked if he was surprised that people were hurt by his actions. His answer to that was a question. Where were you when I was a kid figuring out that 300 million of my ancestors are buried in America? What? 300 million? Yeah. Where are you guys asking those same questions when I was a kid learning about the traumatic events of my familial history? And why, when I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down, it has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people. I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through. It's kind of like uh, white supremacy isn't that you're bad. It's just that we're great, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's a lot of other people that catch it in that, in that uh, little piece of shit that he uh, tweeted out. Including, not, it's not just the Jews. They do. It, it also, there's some folks from East Africa. It, it's the bigotry is fairly amazing. It's fairly incredible. But the, the Jews really take it in the shorts. I'm not going to try to shortchange anybody on that one because they really take it, it, it very, very badly. And here, here's the thing about uh, Kyrie Irving and people, people who hate Jews. And maybe you go, eh, I don't care one way or the other. It's fine. Eh. It's no big deal. They they're they're okay toward me. They treat me nice. You know, it's it's the the Donald Trump standard. Eh, he's always been nice to me. Okay. Oh, Bob's a little anti-Semitic. He doesn't like the Jews. It's fine. Eventually, those people it's so strange. They get around to hating everybody else, and they'll get around to hating you at some point for for whatever reason, for whatever stupid reason. They always seem to get around to it. You can figure it out. All right, here we go. Last thing, uh, last thing on the roundup today. Former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley says that uh, Senator Raphael Warnock ought to be deported. Yeah, here we go. Warnock was born in Savannah. He's an American citizen. He's a pastor, first African American to represent Georgia in the Senate, and at a rally on Sunday, campaigning for Herschel Walker. who is running to unseat Senator Warnock. Nikki Haley told the crowd, quote, the only person we need to make sure we deport is Warnock. Now, in what context did she say that? I don't know. Is he, is he like un-American because he wants to defund the police and he hates white people? I'm not sure exactly what she's going for there. I'm the daughter of Indian immigrants. Yeah. They came here legally. They put in the time. They put in the... What is it? Why? What is, so why have to deport? Yeah. <laughs> They came here legally. They put in the price. They're offended by what's happening on the border. Legal immigrants are more patriotic patriotic than the leftists these days. They knew they worked to come to America. They love America. We want the laws followed in America. So the only person we need to make sure we deport is Warnock. Because mm. apparently, and I get, Britt, I'm reading between the lines. Apparently, uh, Senator Warnock is against people, quote, uh, putting in the time paying the price and working hard and loving America. He's against those kind of people. Where do you think she would deport him to if she could choose a place to, to send him? Where do you think? Just to hypothetically let your mind roam. Would she perhaps say, send him back to Africa? Because, you know, that was a pretty common racial taunt of a generation ago. I think it exists even to this day. Well, 
I, th- I think we're all disappointed she didn't get more specific. <laughs> I mean, for, as, as someone who, and I, I this, this is my point. Uh, Nikki Haley has faced racism in her life as the son of, immig- uh, the daughter of immigrants. We, we know yeah. this. And she, I, I have no question about it. She's essentially saying, send this black motherfucker back to Africa. When she herself has probably faced taunts of, why don't you get your ass back to India? And here she is carrying out the bigotry of people who, as I just pointed out a moment ago, would eventually get around to hating her. Wait, you're going to love this. But, Britt, how could that be? She's supporting a black man for Senate, Herschel Walker. How could she be prejudiced against Raphael Warnock's blackness? She's supporting a black man. Take that one. I can assure you there are some people who both hate Reverend Warnock and hate Nikki Haley in the state she used to be the governor of because she was the one that finally got rid of the Confederate flag from the state grounds there. Right. She was the one that finally did that. I, uh, I heard, you know, that, that guy who does the, the, uh, the polling company, the Trafalgar group. Yeah. You've heard of that one. They, they were mm-hmm. kind of the outliers and they, they, they've hit a couple, they've hit a couple of mattress Mac kind of, uh, winners in the last few elections. By the way, is Mattress Mac playing the Powerball tonight? Well, he doesn't. I don't think he needs to, but fine. Yeah, if he wants to. Eh, I'm good. I, you know, I bought uh, I bought tickets yesterday. I was I was in Walmart and uh, I bought it from a machine. I'd never bought one from a machine before. You never did that? No, I'm just, I've always you know, it's always yeah. with a person. Yeah. And, uh, um, good experience, but, though, right? But I'm I'm practicing my my sound bites. Well, I was in Walmart on Sunday, and I thought, well, should I buy them? And then I did, and wow, I was as surprised as anybody. By the way, I'm not quitting my job, and I'm going to buy mom a house, okay? That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Trafalgar was uh, being interviewed, and he was going around the country touting uh, – Every race and and and, and telling you who's going. By the way, he thinks Tim Ryan has a, has a really good shot in Ohio. Um, and uh, the subject of Georgia came up, and Trafalgar said for the last week, and you're you're gonna just strap in when you hear this, because half of it sounds okay, and the other half you're gonna figure out that there has not been that much news about the election in Georgia, either the governor's race or the Senate race. May I, may I guess why? Dooley, because of the death of Vince, Vince Dooley. Dooley the, the great University of Georgia football coach right, who guided the, them to a national championship the, 40 the, fucking years ago. Wait, wait, wait. He's the, he's the, so he's like the Bear Bryant of Georgia. And Britt, I know you don't know this. Uh, people here in the South take their college football really seriously. It's a, okay? it's offensive. I know you don't know call, that. It's offensive to call him the Bear Bryant of anything. But but wait wait. So I I I shudder to think, and I haven't seen any articles about this. I haven't read anything. I can guarantee you that Herschel Walker's campaign and Herschel himself have exploited the death of Vince Dooley right now to their benefit. Here do it for coach. Week. Vote, vote for coach. Yeah, do it I mean, for, for coach. all I know, Dooley recorded a, an endorsement, you know, three months ago, before long before he died. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, 
Hey, Warnock, you got an answer to that one, huh? <laughs> so the, the future of the entire country, democracy itself, could hinge on the information fallacy that lofts over every one of these races where people vote on false premises, on lies, on issues that do not exist except in the minds of political consultants who cook them up and run with them and create them out of thin air. And it could be the death of Vince Dooley. Had it happened two weeks from now, if Herschel Walker loses by a, a hair, they'll go, well, okay, if Vince Dooley would have died, he, he would have won. But now he has died. And if he wins by a hair, what if that's it? I don't know. 